Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? It is a district final Friday, and we are once again live inside the State Champ Sports Network studios, the Yellow Flag Production headquarters, and we are bringing you another live edition of Extra Point. I'm Lauren Plant, that's Scott Bernstein, and uh, I know we're going to have a bunch of you joining us on Facebook and on YouTube, and uh, you guys are going to be commenting on everything that uh, took place tonight, and uh, it was kind of crazy. There was a lot that went on, and uh, we're going to talk about it between now and midnight. So uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, We are going to have several coaches give us a call uh, that we, uh, hopefully we're going to have about four uh, that we'll talk to and hopefully their phones will work and we'll be able to see them and have a nice interaction here uh, on Extra Point. Uh, again, we are live on our State Champs Net YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Uh, I quickly want to mention our sponsors because uh, it's very important. Lawrence Technological University, the first football season for the Blue Devils in 72 years, has seen a successful reboot. LTU is 5-2 and two with one more game next weekend at Indiana Wesleyan. For more on Lawrence Tech football, check out the podcast that I do every Tuesday night from 7 to 7.30 live from Shields Pizza on Telegraph Road in Southfield. The head coach, Jeff Dumendek, and I talk about the program. They will finish the season again at Win- Indiana Wesleyan uh, a week from Saturday. The MHSA also a sponsor of this podcast. The MHSA is live streaming playoff football games. You can get the schedule and check it out at mhsaa.tv. Also, Hungry Howie's. Doe Razor is the best fundraising program for your school, your organization, your team, or even an event. Sell paper certificates for Great Hungry Howie's Pizza. It's easy and you can make lots of dough. State Champs is the sole advertising partner and promoter for Doe Razor. So if you visit doughraiser.com and engage in the program, you support State Champs indirectly. Thank you once again, doughraiser.com. Okay, again, we are monitoring your comments, and we're going to get to all of that. Um, But uh, let's go ahead and start with the real psycho game, uh, which was the ending at the one that Scott was at. Mine was pretty darn good, too, and we'll talk about that. But let's talk about the matchup uh, in Division 4, Farmington Hills Harrison and Detroit Country Day. Harrison's program was dead. In the ground, people were 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 shoveling dirt oh. onto the casket. It was over with. Little post Halloween uh, description here. And Roger Western commit the last yes. great Harrison Hawk in that story dynasty. True, pulled defeat from the jaws, or should I should yeah, say yeah. pulled victory, victory from the from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> yeah, um, just a tremendous ending, a tremendous effort. I heard. Uh, that game that I saw was a, it was a 13 set 13 10 final. Harrison survives to play another day. They're onto the regionals in Division Four. Country Day had them on the ropes pretty much the entire game, and like I said, it looked like Country Day had won the game until Roderick Hurd pulled the rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, what happened? Just so set. It was a it was a very um, uh, uh, slow, uh, methodical regulation. Seven seven after uh, uh, after four quarters, Harrison scored all their points in regulation via two uh, safeties in a field goal. There were no t- there was no scoring in the fourth quarter. Go to overtime seven seven. Country Day has the ball first. They kick a field goal to go up ten uh, seven. Harrison's ball. They can win it uh, with a touchdown. 
it looks like they did win it. This game ended five different times. <laughs> Harrison gets in the end zone via Vince Rawls, three-yard score. It looks like the game's over with. Not so fast. Referees call a, um, uh, uh, a, a penalty on Harrison. Um, illegal formation. Mm-hmm. So Harrison gets the ball back. They can't get in the end zone. It looks like they've got to kick a field goal to take it into a second overtime. David Heiser comes out. Herds uh, the holder. Now Herds a tailback, as we all know. He's not a quarterback, even though he played a little bit in the Wildcat formation. Bad snap. Balls on the ground. All Country Day has to do is, is tackle a Harrison player, and the game's over with. Herds scoops the ball up, drops back, has five Country Day rushers coming at him like gangbusters. Somehow he has the presence of mind to find an open man on the uh, far right side of the field. He finds Max Martin, who had been playing quarterback at the end of that game, coming in for Keel Watson, who had hurt himself in the fourth quarter. This entire season for Harrison has been just smoke and mirrors, uh, a, a patchwork job, make fish, sorry, makeshift rosters and whatnot, and just a tribute to John Harrington and his, and his staff. That's why John Harrington is the godfather of Michigan high school football. That's why he's the all-time winningest coach. That's why he has 13 state championships. But Rod Hurd finds Max Martin, game-winning touchdown, all, you know, insanity breaks loose on the sideline, country days dejected, Harrison is in heaven, and they're on to the regionals. Just an absolutely insane ending. And for Roderick Hurd, again, who's not a quarterback, to be able to, to keep his cool and his calm and with, with, with literally half a dozen Country Day players in hot pursuit, for him to, to have the field vision to find Martin on the right sideline, and, and Martin was wide open. He walked in from about three or four yards. You know, probably, you know, in context, probably the most crucial play in Harrison football history. Bernie loves high school football, wow. so you just got a real detailed explanation as to how the Harrison game ended. Although I, although I will say this, if you do remember the play, Brother Rice against Harrison, yeah, exactly. Yes. Which, what was the crazier ending? Yeah. And I said that was the better game. That yes. was a great game. Sure. And even though Harrison lost, they could come back and fight another day. They came back the next year and. Uh, they won a state championship. No, Harrison, oh, sorry. Harrison won that game. It was Jake Venno sorry, sorry, who sorry. picked up the yeah, fumble. Right, right, right. I apologize. Uh, Brother Rice, that was, who were driving to and, end and the route, game. And, and then route. they went. That was their right. dream season. And, right. Then Brother Rice won uh, the next year. Right. That was the that Correct. was the next year was the first of the three the three to, yes. yes. uh, to end for Casa to end for Casa's career. So, so, so. Um, yes. But so. Uh, you know. Like I said, it, 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 put it in in context, yes. this was the bigger play. Absolutely, absolutely. So Farmington Hills Harrison is now going to go on to play Chelsea, who beat Milan tonight 35-14. to And that wasn't the last play of the game. If you remember, Burbridge then picked up, uh, had a, a pickoff or a fumble, and he took it in for, for a score. So it ended up being like a 10-point victory. Probably, This yeah. was the last yeah. play of the game. Yeah. If, if yeah. Hurd doesn't scoop that ball on the ground and Got doesn't it. find Martin, it's over with. Cool. The, the season, the program, John Harrington's career, all out the window. Right. And you talked to John Harrington after the game. He, he said, I, I, thought, I thought the knockout blow had been, had right. been delivered. I thought yeah. we, were, we were getting the smelling salts. So Farmington Hills Harrison lives to fight another day again. For those who don't know, if you've lived under a rock, 
you don't know the Harrison is no longer going to be a program after this year. So this is the final football games ever to be played. In the uh, most storied franchise right, or most storied course. program yes. in, in, in state history. Yes. 13 state championships, yes. gotta, 18 state yeah, finals All you got to do is watch Legends. John Harrington on State Champs YouTube, Facebook, and, and our website, statechampsnetwork.com, and you can learn all about the history and, and lore of Farmington Hills. Drew Harrison. Stanton, like, from Cleveland, like, yes. you know, got into the, the gridiron gods up top and blessed Rod Herdrick's arm, Rod, Roderick Hurd's arm on right. that last play. Well, exactly, because he's, he's, you know, he's not very distracted in Cleveland right, right. now. He's basically <laughs> just kicking back, so carried a clipboard. So let me tell you quick a little bit about the game I was at tonight, which was... You were at a crazy one, too. I was at a crazy one. It was a really good game. West Bloomfield and Detroit Catholic Central. Uh, West Bloomfield beats Catholic Central 20-17 to in overtime. And basically, uh, this was kind of a, a back-and-forth affair. Uh, uh, C.J. Harris doing a good job running the offense for West. He's a, he's a kid that's going to start getting offers in yeah. the offseason. Yeah. 6'4", yeah. big arm, you know, can run it with yep. his legs. Yep. Starting to really understand the mental aspect of the game. It's just one of these kids that, you know, his first year starting as a junior, and every game he seems to probably yeah. To, 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 to show progress and yes. gets better. Tall, lanky uh, yeah. frame, and uh, you know they basically were content that they were going to run basically the play where they put a man in motion every single down, and they're either going to hand it off to him or they're going to do something else. And so uh, it was kind of like their own version of the tight tee in a way, you know, kind of hide the hide the ball. And uh, but but they did well, um, you know. Uh, CC, of course, playing good defense as they did last week against Canton. Uh, Canton did have their place, but CC just made more. Uh, this was a, a situation where CC would methodically move down the field. They got a couple of touchdowns uh, that uh, that took place. Hey, what's happening, bro? Hell, Come on you? in. Come on Mr. in. Mr. Belizean. The water's fine. Sean Belizean. <laughs> the highest this profile member of the trio. Oh, please, give me a break. Yeah, so... Uh, so, you know, it kind of went back and forth. Kind of the, uh, it was 14-7 at the half. See, um, uh, Trey Mosley uh, gets a little pitch out uh, to, into the flat. Gets a 65-yard run down the sideline, uh, which is what was the difference right there. CC came back, had a nice drive to start the third, scored. And that's the way it stayed. And uh, it kind of went that way all the way till uh, the end. And we basically had overtime. CC is running the rock. I think it was the second play of overtime because they start on the 10-yard line. And uh, I believe it was, it was either Bernie or it was Cole, but uh, gets stopped literally on the one-inch line mm. and forces them to have to kick. Uh, I think that was on the second down and then third down. I think uh, Gingrich got gang tackled in the backfield. So they had to kick a field goal. They get it. Uh, West Bloomfield only needed a few plays. Lance Dixon had an end-around touchdown earlier in the game. What this kid's doing in the last yes. quarter of this season, yes. having never played running back yes. before. It's incredible. And, and and doing it in front of his his his, his future college coach and James Franklin. James on the Franklin sideline, was on Penn the sideline tonight. That's yes, why Lance Dixon is an All-American. Yes. And I never want to question Ronnie Bellamy, the yeah. head coach of West Bloomfield, but I, I will you know uh, hurt my arm for Patty myself on the shoulder a little bit. I told Ronnie last year before the season, you got to put this guy in the backfield. Yeah. You know, he runs a 4-4, four, 4-3. Four, four, yeah. Yes. I know he's slated as an outside linebacker. Yeah. He plays Viper. And you know, you don't want to wear the guy out. Sure. But, I mean, it, it was almost a, a, a no-brainer. And, and it took uh, 
another blue chipper and Donovan Edwards, their sophomore blue chipper, who's already got a slew of offers for him to go down. Yeah. Um, for for Dixon to be ushered into that offensive lineup. And, and I really think before uh, what they would do, they're creative in how they give it to him. So a lot of times they're doing it where he's kind of running in the they're backfield, doing jet sweeps, jet sweeps, which allows him to kind of get a running get start. Space. He gets get him in space. space, get him in a little space, and that way also he's not going to absorb as hard a blow because he's he's coming with full momentum where a guy is coming at an angle. And he's so tough to bring down. We're he's, talking, he's a big you know, dude. Six yes. three, two twenty. Yeah. All right. So I know that people want to get the scores here, so I want to run through some scores here for you guys who don't have access to the internet or anything right now, although you wouldn't be watching our show if you didn't, so that really doesn't make any sense. But anyway, we can talk about the scores anyway, and and, uh, and we'll get to this again. We've got coaches that are going to come on later. Ron Bellamy is going to come on later. We're going to have Madison Heights Madison's coach come on a little bit later. Uh, we are going to have uh, Jermaine uh, Crowell from... What? Madison took Loyola out to the woodshed. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not shocked that Madison won, but yeah. they won with authority. So let's get to some scores here so we can have just some fresh reaction here. In Division One. we'll start there. Rockford beats Hudsonville 24-21. I did not see that coming. Again, Rockford is one of those teams that, you know, we talked about all season. They had was, a very Jekyll and Hyde yes. regular season. Right. I think they were 5-4 and four getting in. And uh, here they are now with dis- district champs. They, they got Ralph, they got Ralph, Ralph Munger. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say a lot of five and four teams finding themselves at the right Chelsea, time. Chelsea, who Harrison's going to yes. run yep. into next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into some more too. But there are okay. a couple that jumped out to me during the night. Yeah, East uh, Kent and Celine go tomorrow. So the winner of that one, which should be a really good game at Celine, that's a one o'clock start. We'll take on Rockford next week. Lapeer and Oxford got together. Uh, I thought Oxford had a great season, but I felt Lapeer is the team no one's talking about in Division One. They were ten and zero, and just in a you know just kind of in a, in a crazy spot that we just don't get to see a lot of them. They blow out Oxford 35-10, really dominating uh, performance for them. Clarkston takes care of Lakeland tonight, twenty-six to six. That's not really a surprise. No, Clarkston doing what they do. So Clarkston Lapeer. Uh, in the they regional, seem, they seem to meet every year in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. It but seems yeah. to be a you know, come November, you're going to see the Lightning and the Wolves going head to head. Yeah. And so that's going to be real interesting. Uh, again, we just mentioned the West Bloomfield score. West Bloomfield is going to take on Belleville, who had uh, who was blowing out Monroe early. You want to talk about uh, a they, blue chip fest? You're yes, going to have oh, two dozen, not just Division One yeah, college yeah, players, be but power conference yeah, Division One yeah, college players exactly. on that field. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have you have every Big Ten team it's, represented in that game next it's week. It's going to be no nuts. Place. Yeah, um, but yeah, Belleville beats Monroe 49-33, which is which is interesting because I think they were up like. Gosh, I want to say they were up like 20 to nothing or something, or 20 to, to 7. Uh, but anyway, uh, big win for them. Chip Valley takes care of Dakota and Ooh. really takes care of them soundly. Yeah. 51 to 10. No more Toco Magic. Yeah. Gotta, we got to wait till full, uh, basketball season <laughs> yes. to see more Toco Magic. And really amazing that uh, Chip Valley right now just saying, look, you can rank us wherever you want to rank us, but right now we feel that we are the best team in Division yeah, One, and, and they can make it a strong case. I've said since since the preseason, this is a team that has a legitimate chance to be they do. playing at Ford Field. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be to put their you know to pencil their names in some of the greatest teams to ever come out of Macomb County. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, they will take on the winner of De- Dearborn Fortson and Cass Tech uh, that play tomorrow at one o'clock. And uh, so that is going to be sweet, and uh, we'll see how that turns out. So a lot going on in Division One. Let's go over to Division Two. Mona Shores and Jenison get together tonight. Forty-nine ten, the final in that one. Mona Shore rolls. Uh, their only loss, of course, to Muskegon. Portage Northern blows out Okemos. 
56 to 15. I did not see that mm. coming. Uh, but uh, Northern now going to take on Shores next week. Midland and Midland Dow get together as they do every year, and a lot of times they meet in the playoffs. Midland wins this one 38 19. I believe Midland won the regular season battle as well. So they are moving on. Wall Lake Western yeah. beats South Lions. South Lions, who was undefeated all season, 35 to 14. It was an impressive win. The real Warriors. There's another up. team that found itself. And yeah. I remember yeah. sitting here week one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, which in some ways seems like two weeks ago, and sitting there yeah, going, exactly. it might take Wald Lake Western a little time to get going, but when they get going, there's a lot of talent with that team. No question. So it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. I mean, it was a great year for both South Lines. We'll get to the other one in a minute. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that much of, of a surprise. Well, when you're you talk- know better than anybody. The talent right. out there is When you're talking absurd. about the roster, I mean, this That's is exactly a team it. that has the talent to make a long run and have a chance at raising a banner. That Absolutely. When a lot of times you do see the teams that have been there before, uh, that you know, kind of stuff like West Bloomfield. You know, we shouldn't be surprised they yep. beat. Together. They went to the state finals yeah. last year. Yeah. They know what it takes to turn it up, and they did today. But I'll uh, say, I'll say for both West Bloomfield and Wall Lake Western, these are kind of finesse teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you hit the playoffs, up until last year when they made their state championship run, West Bloomfield was running into this, and Wall Lake Western has run into this last year and then a little bit uh, during the regular season. You know, when you when you come up against. Uh, a smash mile team, a team that's going to smack you in the face in the first quarter, you got to be able to react. And sometimes no matter how many, like I said, no matter how many, yeah. how many stars you have next to your name and how great of an athlete you are, sometimes there's that intestinal fortitude factor that, that you know, you got to rise to the rise to the surface in the playoffs. And, and hats off to bus, both West Bloomfield in this game against CC, who is the prototypical yeah, Smash Mouth football team. Absolutely. Great and, and Western, who was playing South Lion, who was one of these groups yeah. that's not going to wow you, is not right. going to out-athlete you. Right. Um, they're just going to beat you with fundamentals. And well, I'll tell you what, the weather was nice tonight. So, granted, a little cold, but for finesse teams, teams that need some of that, where as opposed to CC can play in any conditions, mm-hmm. uh, it favored them tonight. You know, the conditions were good, and so uh, we got to see them do it. And speaking of pounding, Warren D. LaSalle, wow. 35 to 7 over Oak Park. I wow. knew D. LaSalle would win, and, and, and again, they're the only Catholic team that survives tonight because Brother Rice they got, uh, beat, got up beat pretty by, bad by, by Grove. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, you know what? They came back at the end of that. They, well, 38 24 was the final in that one, and they scored. Uh, but they were down quite a they bit. Like at least I, I heard. I heard. Yeah. Now, now again, this is from somebody that was there. So yeah. take it for what it was yes. worth. But Rice scored two late touchdowns yeah, yeah. Right. with kind of with the with the, the, the whole yeah. uh, onside kick, Garbage got the ball back and everything. So right. maybe that score was a little deceiving. I don't got know it. for sure. Right. Credit grows. I mean, you know, here they are, and uh, and they rolled, and that's huge for uh, that community and that school to get a big win over a big Catholic team and move on. And they're going to f- play Livonia Franklin, who all of a sudden Franklin. is still alive too. There's another you know? team. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and, and you know what? It goes back to what you said. Been there, done that. Yeah. They kind of meandered through the season. Right. But, hey, they took that incredible run last year yes. under kind of the same circumstances. Yeah. They ran yeah. into the buzzsaw in the championship game, make no mistake. Yes, but props to, to the Patriots the for Kelber waving that Livonia flag. Yeah. Papa and Junior. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And Bedford, you know, was a team that came in playing good football this year, uh, and they lose 27-25, so obviously a close battle in that one. Port Huron Northern continues to win. They beat St. Clair Shores. Lakeview was a really good program, uh, 14-7. So Northern, the, the Huskies there, have uh, really had an outstanding season. We were hearing from them kind of in the beginning, you know, after about week three, week four, don't sleep on us. You know, we got some special mojo going on, and uh, they got to take on Warren D. LaSalle next week. 
good luck to them. But just to get to the regionals, have that district hardware, Absolutely. it's fantastic for, for those programs. So uh, as we jump over to three real quick, Cedar Springs and Mount Pleasant got together. I didn't see this one coming. Cedar Springs all over Mount wow. Pleasant. 44-14 to 14 is the final in wow. that one. Mount Pleasant undefeated coming into this game. Um, so good on them. Uh, what's your reward? You got to play Muskegon next yeah. week. Muskegon <laughs> beats Grand Rapids Christian forty-nine to seventeen, so they continue to roll. Uh, clearly, I would say number one team in the state. Uh, it's really hard to not say Muskegon over anybody else. Um, you know, again, I know Cass wants to claim that mantra as well. We'll see how they do against Forts. And Forts will give them a good game tomorrow as long as conditions are decent. Um, but I expect Cass to win. Zeeland East over Zeeland West, forty-two to twenty-four. The other, the the matchup they had a few weeks ago was much closer. Closer. In fact, West ahead, East had to come back and win, uh, but this time it's all East. And when you really watch both those teams play, Zealand East is, is really a team that I think this year uh, had the better, um, you know, just was a better team this year. Um, so good on them. Parma Western beats Battle Creek Central 44-21, so they'll play East next week. Go ahead, jump in. This is the good thing about live. We can just roll in, roll out, whatever we got to do. We got coaches coming on in a little bit. I just wanted to roll through as many scores as I could. Uh, DeWitt and East Lansing had a really low-scoring affair. So I really am high on DeWitt. They win this one 9-7. I had seen East Lansing earlier, and they are a good program, good running team. Uh, looks like both defenses really showed up tonight. DeWitt holds tough and wins. Uh, they're going to take on Farmington, who beat South Lion mm. East tonight, 34-3. to And uh, I'm really surprised uh, that Farmington is still alive. I mean, I would say pleasantly surprised. When I saw them play Seaholm, it just didn't seem like they had a whole lot uh, going for them, but here they are on the regional. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had some peeps out there, and as I mentioned, both South Lion teams... I know, I can't believe I, I just that. said that. Well, Forgive me. No, well, but it, no, it was interesting because both South Lion teams, hats off. I mean, tremendous season, but uh, Farmington made the plays tonight. Um, they, they have a nice-looking junior-wide receiver. Uh, Jacody Socorro had a 52-yard touchdown. And uh, you know what? Hey, the magic continues for the Falcons. Yeah. This, is, this is really quite the accomplishment for the Falcons. You know, a program that I, I think is heading in the next direction, but this is kind of next level. You yeah. know what I mean? This is To get to this point is kind of next level for the Falcons, and to do it the way they did as well, that's pretty cool. They've got athletes on that team. Well, yep. And, to, you know, they ended the season on a downslide. Yes, Big exactly. That's to what be I able said, to yeah. regroup yep. right. and you know come back from that pasting that they took in the uh, season finale against your crosstown uh, rival in Harrison. Yeah, and, and lost and, to Seaholm the week before. Yeah, pretty soundly. They got you know Kendall Williams. They got they got yeah. three. They got three legitimate college recruits in Kendall Williams, their tailback. Uh, uh, Turner, their their linebacker, and then Donovan King, one of their pass rushers. Mm -hmm. right. And then you, I actually just noticed uh, Jacoby Sakura yeah. uh, the last time I was covering him. And he's he's a he's a playmaker. He's come too. on as a season guy. You yeah. know, a fifty-two yard touch and I three touchdowns on the season and everything. He's only a junior. Yeah. That'll be a guy to watch next year. Yeah, they're a young team, no doubt about it. So good on them. They get a district trophy tonight, but they got to go play DeWitt. That's going to be a tough task if they're going to move on. Martin Luther King beats Warren Woods Tower tonight, 34-14. Doesn't sound like they had a whole lot of problems. Good to see King putting the ball in the end zone again. It had been yeah. two weeks wow. where they had scored less than 10 good points. Yep. So uh, they needed that very bad. Allen Park and Trenton got together again. You're going to see highlights of that. I don't know if we covered that. Actually, I'm thinking about if we had that on state champs or not. I don't think we did. But regardless, they had a good battle again. Allen Park wins 28-22. Uh, I'll go through the uh, state champs. So Allen but Park beat Trenton. Allen Park mm -hmm. beat Trenton. Trenton beat Allen Park. Right. In the 
PKC. in the PKC yep. in the opener. Yep. So, yeah, so they get revenge, and uh, the Jags now will go on to face King. Uh, so I'm kind of looking ahead that uh, DeWitt and King, when they meet for – uh, the state semifinals, which I'm predicting will happen in, in three, uh, that should be a, a good matchup. We'll quickly move over to four. Uh, we had some uh, some scores. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you know they show up come playoff time. They win 42 to seven handily. Mm. Holland Christian over Grand Rapids South Christian 22 to 19. So Kirk Cousins High School uh, gets gets a, a district championship. Edwardsburg all over Paw Paw the Eddies. They, not 49 to 10 not in the surprising. final. They're not yet. I, I I think they're in a collision course with uh, GRCC for the semifinals. Williamston beats Flint Powers Catholic 31 to 7. I was really high on Powers uh, because mm. the way I had been playing late, but uh, Williamson takes care of business tonight. They'll face the winner of North Branch and St. Clair tomorrow. Don't sleep on St. Clair. I really like their chances moving forward. Uh, but Williamson with a big win. We met. We talked about Harrison beating Country Day in OT in a crazy way. Chelsea beats Milan 35-14. That was kind of a surprise. Let's go to D5. Reed City over Claire tonight 38 to 7. Saginaw Swan Valley all over Freeland 55 to 10. Hudsonville Unity Christian continues to win. They beat uh, Muskegon Oak Ridge tonight 40 to 37. So they had a shootout uh, there. And Kalamazoo Hackett beats Hopkins 46 to 35. So some of those are a little surprising. Portland over Lansing Catholic. I thought Lansing Catholic was a team that was kind of on a was going to take a run, but they lose tonight, 17 to 13, close game. Frankenmuth beats Almont. That was a real good collision between wow. a couple of five powers. 28-22, another team that has been there yep. and is doing that. Uh, Frankenmuth continues to roll. Marine City beats Harper Woods, 41 to 27. So. This surprises me only because the way Harper Woods won last week uh, in defeating uh, Macomb, Macomb Luther North, who was a, a team that you know had a good season. They won 52-13 last week. Uh, I thought maybe this team was finally starting to find himself. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent there. But, uh, you know, uh, they're trying to kind of take all these East English guys and, and throw them in and kind of create a, a team. But Marine City, another team, come playoff time, another level. Unbelievable. And they win. Detroit, Denby that's beats why they Ida. Have, that's why they have the tradition. They, that, they do. Sure. That's why Marine City football is Marine City And football. Denby's still alive. Yep. Denby beats Ida tonight, 28-22. Who would have called that? They are Tar now, feathering the comp. They are 9-2 on the year, man. Good on Denby. Hi, Matt. So, hey, there Matthew. he is. Come on in. We're going to need another mic here for Matthew there, Kay. Do you want me to skip in the other room? We can, we can do the are change you, right are now. Are you doing highlights? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, okay, John had a few minutes to kill, so okay, I can Okay, all right. Why don't we do that? Computer. So why, right. don't, why don't you jump here for right now? You could stay on the mic. Uh, and then Did Sean you guys hear, back. very quickly, did you guys hear the story at one point in time? Somebody told me they were at the Harrison game. Harrison had seven points in the most unimaginable yeah, it, it, way. A, a field, field goal, goal and two safeties. safeties. Yeah. Don't I mean, yeah. I, seriously, how yeah. often do you see that? It was one of the craziest... Well, yeah. it was a hor frankly, it was a horribly boring reg regulation. I mean, it was like watching yeah. paint dry. Yeah. But the last, uh, the last three moments. minutes of that game were as oh, crazy awesome. as yeah. you could uh, ever imagine. All right, I'll come bother you right. guys later. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. See Please. you guys. All right, there's Sean Belisian. He will come back. He's got to go read some highlights for state champs. Matt Mowry now steps in. Uh, how you doing, Matt? We'll let yourself get get settled here. I'm just kind of going right. through scores. We're going to take a commercial break here in a little okay. bit. Go ahead. L I was going to say, can we get to Coach Rogers first? Is he on the phone? Yeah, we got him on. All right, let's bring him in. All right. Let's bring him in. And there he is. Coach, how you doing? You see us? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? A little doing? Wolverine flavor, a little ex-NFL flavor. With that's, his that's right. Madison Heights Eagles flying high. 
Yeah, yeah we're fired. That's definitely right now. So let's let's talk about uh, you know your your win tonight, thirty eight nothing over Detroit Loyola and Loyola. We you know we've kind of been talking about all the teams that have been there and done that uh, over the last decade, and Loyola, a team that uh, seems to always be in the mix. It's a statement uh, game. Yeah, this just... is a big statement game for you guys um, because a lot of people, you know, again they want to say, well, maybe Madison hasn't played the kind of talent that uh, some of these other schools have, but uh, you showed tonight. You just put an opponent in front of you, and you guys are going to get it done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, we obviously, we have a little personal vendetta for Loyola anyways. Our first, my first year coaching in the playoffs, Right. Uh, they upset us pretty bad. And then uh, last year, we used for basketball, they beat us too. So oh, our kids right. would definitely have to play this game. So tell, tell us what was the, uh, you know, the, the thing that uh, got you the most excited tonight on how your boys did. Uh, well, last week, we went out and scouted them against Foley, and uh, they were running down to score a touchdown and uh, they looked over to our section and they like basically just on and listen got ready. So this uh, <laughs> last week our preparation Sunday was kids were ready to play. They couldn't wait for this Friday to come so they could play again. So we have a, a Mr. Football race going here that uh, that we do every year here on State Champs. We're near 11 of this award, and uh, you have a, a, a quarterback that is definitely in our mix by the name of uh, Austin Brown. And uh, just talk about the way he has been a leader for you this season and his poise on the field. I mean, the kid's just a phenomenal athlete. Um, honestly, I think he's a great athlete, but I think he's a better person. And it's definitely starting to show uh, every week. Um, he's a great leader. Um, he's a 4.0 student. Um, he's well-loved in the community. And I think all that stuff just, like, ties into his football game. So I want to ask you about um, – this team, you know, you're, we're, stout, we're through the districts now, and now we're going to start to get into the real meat of the playoffs and get into regionals. Uh, you guys are going to take on Riverview Gabriel Richard. I don't know what you know about them, uh, but, uh, but they're a team that, uh, that has been in some battles this season and uh, has come out on top more often than not. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we played them last year, actually, in uh, the districts, and uh, we know that they, they, they're going to want to come out and play this game, so uh, we're not going to take them lightly at all, and uh, we're going to make sure we're prepared for them. But, yeah, we, we, we know a little bit about them. Okay. Questions? Questions? Uh, Coach, kind of uh, talk a little about your defense. I mean, obviously Austin gets a lot of the love, a lot of the press, and it's, it's obviously warranted because he, is, uh, uh, he, he just goes surgical back there and, and you know, can pick, pick defenses apart like, like few quarterbacks that I've seen in the last decade. But, you know, talk about uh, some guys in your defense that people should know about. Yeah, shut out tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we actually, the last three weeks we've had shutouts, so um, our wow. defense is finally starting to come together. Uh, we're young. Uh, we have seven guys on our defense that are underclassmen. Um, we're starting three sophomores on our defense, so coming into the season, we were a little nervous about them, um, but they've actually bought into the program, and uh, they, they understand everything we ask of them. Um, they, make their, they, they make their plays. They be in position to make the plays, and the one thing that we just told them is, like, don't try to be a hero. You know, do your job. Uh, Certain weeks it might be one guy making a plays. The next week it might be a different guy. But as long as you guys trust the man next to you, will be good. Um, some of the piece, people I'm going to uh, highlight is um, our middle linebacker, Adam Long. Um, he's only a sophomore – or excuse me, he's only a junior this year. Uh, he's been a starter on varsity for since he was a freshman. And uh, tonight he had 21 tackles. Um, another kid, kid that was an All-Stater last year was Chauncey Ernest playing defensive end. Um, he has 17 sacks right now. I believe he's leading the state. And last year he led the state with 18 sacks. And um, another guy that's playing in our secondary is Makai Johnson, who was also a starting safety last year. Um, he just he gets everybody in position in that secondary, and uh, he's just a leader out there. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely playing good on all levels on our defensive side of the ball. 
Well, you know, Coach, one of the things that's uh, – is a, is a testament to the kind of season you've had. You know, you, you've beaten St. Clair this season. They're still alive. Obviously, they play tomorrow. Uh, you obviously had uh, you had a win over Farmington. Farmington had a win tonight. They're still alive in the playoffs. And we're talking about playoff teams. Uh, you guys beat Marine City. Marine City had a big win tonight. So um, how do you keep the guys right now focused? Because you guys, obviously, you've been dominating opponents. You've had three straight shutouts. How do you keep them hungry? And Because, again, it's one and done in these kind of playoffs. And, and because you haven't faced so much adversity, should you start to see that, which these games are going to tighten up at some point I would imagine uh, how do you ke- how do you keep them in it uh, well we just keep them humble this year um, last year uh, we were kind of in a similar boat and uh, we kind of going into games certain games uh, we just knew the way that we were playing we're like okay we can ease out this weekend uh, basically get a lucky win but this year every single week we we, take, we tell our kids about inferior opponents and uh, teams that we might think that we should win with no problem, treat them like any other game. And that's one thing they've been doing. And honestly, it's been showing the progress of our games. Um, I mean, we came out and played our crosstown rivals. And um, normally, with that being the last game, the kids just like, you know, they take it as a play week and they want to have fun. But no, this year, um, they took it very serious and it led into the playoffs against Shrine. It led into this week against Loyola. And it just goes and shows with the scoreboard. I mean, we had three straight shutouts. And honestly, it's the only three shutouts we had this year. And it's every week, they just keep getting better and better. Yeah. All right. He is the head coach, Madison Heights, Madison, James Rogers. Coach, congratulations. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. What do you, what do you, uh, give me a prediction for tomorrow uh, with your Wolverines? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm hey, glad we called gonna, it out. I'll tell you what, man. I just want a W. That's all I'm going to ask for. <laughs> you saw, you know, Coach Franklin but, uh, was like at the. Our, I like our eyes. They're Coach, they're, they're looking good right now, too, so. Coach Franklin was at the West Bloomfield game watching his boy Lance Dixon, his prize recruit, uh, win the game okay, for yeah, West yeah. Bloomfield. So it uh, should be yeah, interesting. Yeah, they got, a, they got an alumni over there, uh, Coach Bellamy as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was there. All right, well, hey, Coach, thank you for uh, joining us and taking some time. Congratulations once again. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, fellas. All right, we'll see you. For people that uh, might not know, now James Rogers is the coach at Madison Heights. Madison, Madison. but he played at Madison Heights Lamphere. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's like, you know, he went from uh, Ram blood to, to Eagle blood, and, yep. and he's done a great job keeping this program uh, headed in the same direction that it was under Coach Drake Wilkins, who kind yep. of started or was one of the people. Actually, Ryan, uh, I think Ryan Colotti started Yes, it, Ryan Colotti. Started this run. Yep, yep, Ryan Colotti before he went to Holly. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And when Ryan Colotti was there, it's when they had that unbelievable running John, back. DeAndre Johnson. DeAndre uh, Johnson, who was insane. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight here in the next hour, uh, but we'll take our first commercial break. I swear we'll be back uh, very shortly. We'll talk some more scores. We've got a couple more coaches coming up, too, so stay with us here on Extra Point Live. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. 
Today we're going to introduce you to the MHSAA's Coaches Advancement Program. 30 years ago, the MHSAA began its first coaches education program to address the large influx of non-faculty coaches directing educational athletic teams. Today, the Coaches Advancement Program, or CAP, has grown into one of the nation's top and first face-to-face -face educational program geared to assist coaches in their growth and development. CAP gives coaches everything except the X's and O's of their sport, dealing with the practical and philosophical issues of coaching high school sports. Over 3,000 individuals annually attend CAP training sessions, most receiving beginning and intermediate certifications studying numerous topics but a growing number stay in the program to earn advanced certification and study not just the basics, but current issues affecting educational athletics. If you want to learn more about the Coaches Advancement Program, visit the MHSAA website. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Hey everybody, welcome back to Extra Point Live. It is a district championship edition. Matt Mowry has arrived and uh, he was at the Belleville-Monroe game tonight. I can tell you in a few minutes we're going to have West Bloomfield head coach Ron Bellamy joining us to talk about West Bloomfield's overtime win over Detroit Catholic Central, uh, which is the game I was at, which was very fun. And... Um, but let's learn a little bit about what happened in this Belleville game. The, the score seems like it maybe was a lot closer than it was. Yeah, it really was. And it, Monroe started out real hot. They uh, did the starburst kickoff return on the, on the opening kickoff <laughs> and scored uh, right up the middle. And then uh, Belleville goes three and out, and Monroe gets the ball back and scores, I think, on the second play of their next drive. And all of a sudden, they're up 12 nothing, and it, it was kind of, they kind of had Belleville back on their heels Trojan a little bit. Trojan Army fired However, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, that Belleville team's got so many yeah, weapons, and it took Christian Dewey Reed two plays to get him into the end yeah, zone. I like him a lot. Yeah, and then onside kick, they recover the onside kick. Two more plays into the end zone again, and all of a sudden it's, you know, 14-12. They and, did that to Fordson, too. They went yeah. onside kick early yep. and, and pulled off a couple of those. Yeah, and it, it just, it, they dominated the rest of the first half. Christian Dewey Reed had five first half touchdown passes, wow. and they were up. <laughs> Oh, at 42 to 12, I believe, at the right. half. Final score was 49 33. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah, Monroe kind of controlled a little bit in the second half. They, you know, went for it on basically every fourth down play they could. They onside kicked every single time. They got the ball back and they scored three touchdowns in the second half. But really, I mean, at any point, and, and they, Belleville did at one point, you know, Put it back in the air again, and Christian Dewey Reed got a sixth touchdown wow. pass on the game. And they could have done more of that. They probably could have scored more than they did. But it was just kind of a waiting game at that point. You know, 
Jermaine Corral was not real happy looking up at the scoreboard afterwards and seeing the 33 points that yeah. the team had allowed. But he's not very happy most of the yeah, time. It's, it's, it's one of those you know, you know, focused in between things where yeah. you know you can't really run the ball as as well as you want to to control the time of possession. So you're trying to pass it a little bit, but you don't really want to pass it. You want to play some backups, and so it was a combination of a lot yeah. of things. And then we had some play stoppage with a couple of injuries, so right. we got a little ragged there. Was this the and, first time you've seen Bell? Yes. So I, I don't like to issue evaluations on players in terms of their uh, recruiting ceiling, and I've only seen Christian Dewey read in the summer, uh, like sound mind. Sound. Mm-hmm. So give me your kind of take on what, where, where does he slate at the college level? Is he a, is he a just Division One or is he a high level Division? I, I'm not sure how tall he is. He's small. He's, yeah, he's okay. he's kind of. He almost looks a little stocky with he all the is. pads yeah. that he's got on. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a little bit you know shorter. He's not right. one of those six foot five no. guys. Okay. He's only a so- he's only a sophomore. Yeah. He's so only a sophomore. Can really sling it. He's got a slingshot. Still, yeah. He doesn't have a full carryover. No. Though. He just it's he just, just kind of just uh, jets that flick, thing yeah. out. It's a flick. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's a very strong arm. It is. He can get it way downfield, and he's got very accurate. Yeah. And he hit he hit uh, Julian Barnett. I was going to say a couple of slant passes that you know I think Barnett just like put his hand out and tried to stop the ball the one time and right. it, it just stuck there. Yeah. But yeah, he's got a gun. He's still got to work on some things, you know, with decision making and sure. there's some times where he was, you know, backpedaling and kind of decided to throw one up and he threw a second half interception like that. Yeah. It's it is what it is. He's a sophomore like He could take off and, and run too. Yeah, he can take off and run. He's got, you know, athletic ability, but mm-hmm. I think I think he's one of those kids that probably the 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 height is going to be, be the, the limiting yeah. factor. He's under but, 6 foot. I think yeah, so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how did Barnett look? You said Barnett's a stud. Yeah, I mean, Under Armour All-American, yeah. you know. He's one of those where it's he's almost uncoverable, but they have so many weapons yeah. that he caught two touchdown passes. Uh, Jalen Williams caught two touchdown passes. When I first saw him yeah. as a sophomore, I said this kid is a star is. wide receiver at the D1 level and he's obviously he's been recruited as a cornerback. Yeah. We've talked about him. You know, you never know a kid could go into a program yep. at one position and end up at another sure. position, but uh yeah, I, we, I the can't guy imagine. we just had on did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, James Rodgers. Rodgers went back and forth yeah. a do, bunch of times. Dewey Reed trusts him wholly, and he will just yeah. throw it up and let Absolutely. Barnett go yep. and get it. So we recognize his I haven't his seen enough Barnett at cornerback. I mean, yeah. I trust D'Antonio and that staff yeah, yeah. knowing that they like him as a corner, but I just can't imagine not wanting to play him uh, split out. Yeah, it's one of those where you got to figure out what you probably what probably what you need at that point in time. If you need a corner, you put him at corner. If you need a return guy, yeah, and he's got one of the, he's got the ability to play all of them. I think he's just one of those superb Belleville athletes. Co- we got coach on yet? Uh, I think so. We might not have any video. Okay, we might I just have Belleville. audio. Oh, have Coaches. Oh, okay, there he is. All right. Uh, during his sophomore year, start sending me emails about Julian. All right, so yeah. let's go ahead and bring him on. He is Ron Bellamy, the head coach at West Bloomfield. There he is. That's two for two with Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, That's right. We've had two Wolverines here on. What's up, Coach? What's up? Go Blue. That's right. All right. Go, go green, too. <laughs> so we, go, we, we go, get... Go, 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 go green and go blue. <laughs> All right, so, he's so yeah, he's a little, he's frozen on that. So we'll just have to turn him up. Maybe we'll just maybe if we. Oh, there we got him. I think we got you now. There, there you, you are. You got that perpetual smile. <laughs> Wait, turn him up, Kev. I'm trying to. And okay. He's on his end. Okay. Coach, can you hear us? I, I, I guess I can. Oh, now, now better. we got you. 
Now we got you. That's better. Okay. All right. So, Coach, I was there. Got to witness that uh, that huge, huge win uh, for your program tonight against a very, very good Detroit Catholic Central team. Um, just kind of put it in perspective now that you've had a chance to absorb it. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unbelievable win uh, for us. Uh, we have so much respect for uh, the Catholic Central uh, football program. Uh, we're We're live, and this is what happens yeah, when we're live. All right, he's all right. He's losing connections. Okay. I have four. Sorry, coach. We're kind of cutting in and out here. So we'll. Uh, can, you we'll me, can you guys hear me now? I can't hear you now. Okay. I don't know if it's a bad connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there any way that you could pop outside or something for a second? I don't know where you are. I'm outside right now. Okay. Cool. We'll try I and see. That, are they at the lodge? You at what, the lodge? Yeah, where, where are you at right now? <laughs> We're at the lodge. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lodge, Every yeah. team has their go-to yeah, spot, go spot after the game. There it is. All right, yeah. so, Coach, I think we've got a pretty good – think we got a good, good connection now. Let's see. This okay. is this is this is awesome. This is live live television. <laughs> All right, Ron Bellamy, head coach at West Bloomfield. Here he is. He's got a Red Wing in the background. Uh, let's see if our our signal is good. Coach, I know we had uh, Franklin from Penn State there tonight on the sidelines to watch his number one guy. Uh, Lance Dixon do his thing, and, and Scott was saying earlier in the podcast how he had talked to you like a year ago about uh, Dixon's got to play on offense because when he does, he's electric. I didn't know if he was going to yeah, be electric. I just assumed. Lance, yeah, you know, uh, whenever Lance gets to, whenever Lance gets to football, man, you know, you hold the breath because you can get big at any time. No doubt about it, and he scored, obviously, the the – not only the the end around that was uh, earlier in the game, but then of course the one in overtime. You know, it's funny. I was telling Coach Frank today. I said, Coach, you might reconsider putting him in linebacker. The kid's dynamic with the ball. I think. Go ahead. I think Ronnie. There were some people uh, after Donovan went down that were worried about what the. Um, you know, how far you guys could go without your, you know, star sophomore tailback in, in, in the backfield. But obviously Lance and Anthony May have, have answered, the, answered the bell. Just kind of talk about the resilience that your offense has shown. And it's really been uh, uh, almost a seamless transition. I mean, I saw you against Oak Park, and he jumped out 28 nothing, And that was Dixon's, I think, his first time really getting a, a heavy uh, a carry load. But it, it's been, you guys have been off and running, no pun intended, since. Yeah, no, we we've um, we've been blessed, you know. At one point, as a coaching staff, we're you know our motto is next man up, and you know our next man was Lance Dixon, who's a Michigan State commit, Trey Mosley, who's a Michigan State commit, has to step up, and then you look at Cornell Willard play running back tonight. He's a bit, there's not too many teams in the nation that have those type of kids on their team. <laughs> that is the that's the we we got the craziest delay we've ever heard, but. Uh, well, why, why, all right. Why don't we just keep them audio only? Yep. And, uh, Coach, if you could still hear us, we'll ask you one more thing before we let you go. Um, 
C.J. Harris and the way that he's running your offense now, it really seemed like uh, there was never panic tonight, and this was as close as it get, 14-14, you know, uh, third and fourth quarter, everything on the line. Yeah, C.J., CJ you, know, um, you know, Scott talked about being resilient, and C.J. was resilient tonight. Um, CJ is one of the better 2020 quarterbacks that we have in our state. Um, you know, he's a kid that uh, he continues to put us in the right play, and uh, he's, a, he's a great decision maker. You know, a kid that he completes 70% of his passes, and he has 20 touchdowns and only two interceptions this year. You know, we, we're very confident when he has the ball in his hand. Talk about that just real quick. Talk about the progress he's made. I saw him against Clarkston, and it was like one of those things where in the first half you, you saw a kid that you're like, oh, this kid's a for sure Division One uh, quarterback. Second half, you know, I think it was a, the, there was some growing pains and a learning curve, but it, it looks like you know ever since maybe that game and that one pick he threw in the second half against Clarkston, he's really put it all together and has taken you know has, has grown leaps and bounds under center. Yeah, you know what? You know, the, the hardest thing is when, when you're backing up a Division One quarterback in Bryce Beasley. And, you know, the, the one constant reminder we had to remind CJ about was be the best version of himself. And, you know, you know. The difference between Beasley and Harris, though, is there we go. Beasley was the opposite of a dual threat, even yeah. though he started running a little bit his senior year where he was just kind of bowling people over with. But he, he won't be able to do that at the college level. He doesn't right. have the speed. Kev, he, you, you, I was just going to say, you could send him a text and just say, thanks him for joining us and we'll, do, and we'll move on. C.J. So. Harris is a, you know, kind of the definition of what you would want a dual threat to be. 6'4", athletic, uh, long legs, long strides, can uh, uh, throw the ball deep, can throw the mid, uh, mid-range uh, passing routes. And I think as the season's gone on, the progress obviously has been more uh, on the mental side than the physical side because you know he has the physical attributes. It's just learning the position, um, getting comfortable back there in the pocket. And, uh, you know, you always want your, your – especially your underclassmen because I think the seniors, it's kind of a given that they're going to play – a lot of times it's a given that they're going to play big in the big games. But when the underclassmen can, um, you know, thrive under that spotlight like, like, like CJ's doing, that you know that uh, you're headed in the right direction. Just want to point out, yeah, go ahead. I just got a text back from yeah. Coach Bellamy, and yeah. he said, uh, thank you very much for having him on. Oh, okay. So. Yep, yep. He's, he's an excited man. And, and put it, tip the hat to, to Coach Bellamy with what he's done with that program. Um, you know, whether they w- ever win a state championship or not, they got to the state finals last year and lost. But to, to come into a program that literally had zero football history, they were a None. joke. Awful. When right. I was growing up, they were a, if they won three games, it was a good season. Uh, before Coach Bellamy got there, the, the team in the history of the Lakers football program had only won two, had only qualified for two playoff games um, and had never won a playoff right. game. And now they're annually contending for state titles and deep runs in the playoffs and and putting out big-time college recruits and there's a pride with that program and and, and its players that that just never existed before and uh, like he said you, you they've developed this mentality that you know and this is kind of the third incarnation of his program you kind of went from the Tristan Jackson group to the Bryce Beasley group now to the CJ Harris Donovan Edwards um, and Trey, Lance Dixon, and Trey Cornell Wheeler, yep, Trey Mosley. Yep. Troy, Troy had a, um, or Trey had a uh, nice little uh, 
Uh, just kind of a short out route that he took 65 yards to the house. It was really big. Again, He's going to Michigan State. Points. Yes, exactly. So him and Lance will be on, you know, playing, playing yeah. against oh, yeah. each other. In the oh, big yeah. ten. And Cornell Wheeler, yeah. all three of them. And then who knows where Macari Page is going to uh, land. But uh, and, and I'll credit Wheeler too tonight. He was a real workhorse for them. He he's was a beast. Doing a lot of the dirty work. Cornell Wheeler's a beast. He is. He Next was, year, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just putting his name in stone for our uh, Anvil, Anvil Award. Award. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. And speaking of the Anvil Award, we, uh, you know, uh, Lance Dixon is, yeah. is the leading vote getter in, I mean, in that race right now. There's a good now. reason. Yeah, absolutely. Had over uh, 100 tackles last year. And yep, yep. Now he's uh, probably over 500 yards in a, in a short period of time uh, rushing the football. It's the definition of an Ironman right now, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, let me quickly tell you the games that we're going to have on State Champs this Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Not only will we be able to see it on Sunday, we'll have these highlights up uh, probably later tonight and uh, definitely tomorrow you'll be able to see uh, highlights of all these games from tonight's district championships. The game we just talked about with Coach Bellamy, Detroit Catholic Central at West Bloomfield, we will have that game on the show. Trenton and Allen Park, we will have that game on the show. We're going to have a four-pack from the Flint area that's going to include games like the Frankenmuth game tonight and the big win for them uh, and others. Uh, we're going to have a couple from the west side of the state as well. Uh, we'll have highlights of the Harrison Country Day. you got to see the ending of that one. Uh, and and uh, Loyola at Madison, we talked to Coach George not too long ago. They blew out Loyola 38 nothing. You'll see that one on the show. The Oxford-Lapeer game, which Lapeer yeah. cementing uh, their staple that they are a team they're going to be dealing with. Flint Beecher and Clarkston Everest, which I haven't got to D8 yet. I'm about to get to those. Uh, and There's a surprise in D8. All right, I'm going to take a look at there, and then uh, we'll have a couple from the Alpena area, from the Alpena station. De La Salle Oak Park was our main event, although De La Salle blew them out. Let's go to D8 real quick. Ishpeming blew out Iron River and West... Iron River, West Iron County, 38-0. Breckenridge over Johannesburg. Lewiston, 37-12. So Breckenridge and Ishpeming. Breckenridge is, is real. We were getting some yeah, emails about why weren't we giving yeah, more love to Breckenridge. They're, they're, yeah, the Breckenridge They're now the pride of Gratiot County, <laughs> where Ithaca is gone, and yes, yeah, that's between right. them and Alma. That's right. Harbor so Beach. love you will be bequeathed. Yeah, so Harbor Beach and Ubley went to three overtimes, and Harbor Beach, the thumb representing, yeah. win 28-26. So good on them. Flint Beecher beat Clarkston Everest Kalicha mm -hmm. tonight, 22-14, to and you could call that an upset. Holton over Decatur, 34-7. Menden over Athens, 36-22. Detroit Southeastern beats yep. Dansville. They're still, so Denby and Southeastern yep. are still alive. Keep reading. PSL Pride. 22 And Keep then reading. Redding there it is. over Ottawa Lake Whiteford, 28-6. Yeah. That's a shock. That's a that's shock. A shock. That not, not just of not the just, whole night. That's right. the shock. Not just that it's a win, but that's an emphatic three, win over touchdowns. a team that was not expected to get any competition for another couple rounds. Otterford, where uh, Whiteford had not scored less than forty-eight points all yeah. season, they had sixty-five uh, point games. 48, 48, 68, mm -hmm. 51, 46, 65, 64, and wow. That is That's... a true stunner. So there will be a new state champion in Division Eight. As, whew, that's crazy. As the, Ottawa Lake Whiteford goes down. The beaching, uh, beaching, the Beecher beating Everest. It, it it might be an upset on paper yeah. in terms of yeah. the, Little the records. Yeah, but. And I, I would have been, I was nervous for, for uh, Everest yeah. going yeah. into that game. It's such they've a never, small roster. And, and they've never, yeah. I, you know, 
in the in the schedule that they played in 2018, I don't know if they've ever faced the athletes that, that Beecher yeah. has. And Ernest Sanders, one of the best uh, two-sport guys in the state, Division yep. One recruit as a wide receiver and as a uh, uh, swingman uh, on the basketball court. We do have some scores in eight player from tonight because they're in their regionals yep. here. So uh, Pickford beat Sutton's Bay tonight in eight player Division One, 48 to 42. There are three other games. They're all Saturday matchups, including uh, a couple 10 and 0 teams getting together with Morris and Wyoming Triunity Christian. Uh, that's tomorrow uh, in uh, Division Two. Rapid River beat Crystal Falls Forest, Forest Park 40 to 34. Cedarville blanks Posen 44 zip. Onekama beats Brethren 52 to nothing. And uh, Tecancha and Portland St. Patrick meet tomorrow. Um, did we hear from Markowski if he was going to call him from where he was? He did not tell me if he was going to. He okay. said he might. Wasn't he in Traverse we're, City? He I, was. He, he was somewhere. in. Uh, I see Onekama, and I think of Tom Markowski yeah. now. So, right. yeah. So he was at Kingsley. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So um, it would have been cool for him to call. I'm going to send him a text as as we're talking. Let me let me just go uh, ahead, bud. On, on a, a quick aside on on the Harrison game because I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think we can talk enough about it with yeah, the ahead. significance that was behind it. There was so much emotion overflowing after the final whistle blew that I went up with my uh, my my microphone app on my phone and, and and put it in front of three different people who literally sat there or stood there or uh, you know for for a minute plus and and couldn't come up with words about what was happening. Rod Hurd was was just overcome with um, you know, he was crying, tears of joy. He 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 couldn't get himself off the ground. He was he was so wow. uh, overcome. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he he was so emotional about it and talked about how he was doing it for all the alumni and for for his coach and for his teammates. Um, and then you know, same thing with Max Martin, who caught that ball. And then Coach Harrington was kind of in a daze, not knowing what exactly happened. You know, he said, "I thought I thought the game was over with when that yep. snap went bad, and we didn't right. get the kickoff." Uh, you know, that's what high school. I think the the gist of what I'm trying to say is that's what high school sports is all sure. about. Miracle it, you know, moments. It's, it, and just bonding together under duress. And and overcoming the odds and playing for something bigger than yourself and there's nothing bigger when it comes to Michigan high school football than the Harrison uh, Hawks dynasty and I don't know if this team has the horses to win a state title and frankly I don't think it matters at this point because right now uh, with this kind of win this goes down in the annals of Harrison football as one of the great moments. Uh, 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 on the Hawks gridiron in, in such a fabled 48 years that if they never win another game, if they lose to Chelsea next week, they have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. I'd I say, you know, I, I will send a, a little condolences out to the Country Day family, too. They played great, by the way. Country right. Day played a great game. I mean, here's a team that, you know, just in the last 11 years, they've made four state finals. They've not won any of them, so they don't have, really have anything as far as a state championship. They did everything right uh, today, except lose track of Max Martin on that last play. Right. But it looked like, I mean, to, to, to kind of get the back of some of the the um, Country Day special teamers, you had five guys converging on Roderick Hurd, who's not a quarterback, yeah. really. 
I mean, play sometimes out of the Wildcat. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, this was a miracle of all miracles for him to have the presence of mind to flip that ball and to, to see Martin out of the, the corner of his eyes. I, I almost don't blame the Country Day special teamers that lost track of Martin because it looked like the, the play had been completed. Right. Um, but their defense had five, uh, Country Day's defense had five sacks in the, in the first half. They were getting all kinds of pressure, uh, collapsing that pocket on a regular basis, getting massive penetration into, into the backfield. And Roderick Hurd uh, on the ground only had uh, um, f- 50 yards rushing. Wow. So, Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually texting my. <laughs> My Sometimes pro- I gotta catch, I, uh, catch myself. I'm, I'm texting my producer Jonathan Kidd. I want to see if he can load up that play that you're talking yeah, about. You got so it. It's you got it. Yeah, you yeah. Saw it. So, um, and then we'll we'll try and get that in the server so we can show you here on the show. Uh, but right now we're gonna take our other timeout and then we'll be live, good to go until midnight. So stay with us. This is Extra Point Live. We'll be right back. I want a career in robotics and automation, so I chose Lawrence Tech for its first in Michigan robotics engineering program. LTU's brand new STEM complex has a robotics lab where we can design, build, and program robots in a creative atmosphere. And the best thing is, I haven't graduated yet, but I already have a job in my field. I know I made the right choice for my career. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Today we'd like to talk about MHSAA concussion protocols and an insurance program that the association provides for unpaid bills following a concussion. First, game officials have no role in determining whether or not an athlete has sustained a concussion. All the official can do is advise the head coach of the possible injury. School personnel, which have the ultimate responsibility for the child, make the determination to remove the player from the playing surface and, if necessary, from further activity. A student-athlete removed and withheld from the rest of a contest may not return to play that day and is required to have an unconditional medical release to return after that. And for those families who have unpaid medical bills for concussions sustained during a school practice or competition, after personal and school insurance coverage is used up, the MHSAA offers gap insurance of up to $25,000. Find out more about concussion resources on our website at MHSAA.com. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? In in the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Extra Point Live, the final half hour of this live program. And again, 
Last week, I didn't think we were going to do this again. Uh, you know, generally we have a podcast we do during the middle of the week, and we kind of really dive into previews and recaps and things of that. But um, it was really the overnight views and everything that we got that uh, uh, was really doubling what we were doing uh, during the regular week. You guys really had a had a craving to kind of get this real talk right after the games are happening, and uh, I feel you. And so that's instant why, reaction. Yeah, that's why we decided to come back. It's very much like the state champ scoreboard for you who remember the radio show. Uh, I saw. Stony tonight at uh, West Bloomfield. You know, the he, voice of the Lakers. Uh, yes, and he was. Uh, yeah, it's funny when they scored a touchdown. He's like touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's really he's really funny on the PA because he a lot of times will leave the mic down. He's like, was that number four? Or was that <laughs> number four. And it was funny because Catholic Central wore their white jerseys oh, with almost oh, white numbers. Yeah, he's like, that. I'm just telling. Uh, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> due to the fact that Catholic Central has white numbers, we may not be able to describe. We can't even see their numbers with binoculars. So not as bad as when uh, uh, Southfield A&T came out in the first game with black jerseys with right. black numbers. Yeah, black on black. yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, um, I don't even know. Anyway, yeah, so we're probably going to do this again next week. I don't know if the West Winfield kids or fans or players realize how lucky they are to have a pro, you know, a guy that really goes in the all-time pantheon in terms of Detroit sports personalities to be on the mic for both football and basketball. He loves it. He yes. does it because he wants to do it. His kids don't even go to school there anymore. Absolutely. Mike Stone is uh, on in the morning on 97.1 with uh, um, Jamie Samuelson. He, sta- he started it all. Sports he, oh, he Radio did. in Detroit yeah, in 1994 started yeah. with Mike Stone. Yeah, he's a great guy. He came up and he was actually asked me, he's like, how come you guys aren't doing the radio show anymore? I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of factors. Uh, you know, we got preempted a lot. Um, but I said also it's very expensive for us as a company to have to pay for and starting up Indiana and things like that. Uh, we felt maybe we could have as much impact digitally doing these this kind of thing and um, I think we're on the right track now uh, I think it's one of those things that we just kind of have to figure out um, to get everybody's attention to, to be here it's not something you can just turn on your radio and get us on, on the way home um, but uh, anyway uh, we'll be doing this again next week I know that for sure regional Friday night we'll do this live show again uh, real quickly I just want to talk it open up next week where there's going to be more Saturday games Probably, yes. Okay. yes, most definitely. Uh, I do want to talk real quickly about our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. And, of course, uh, come on in there, buddy. Hi. Come on Hi. in. He's back. Sean Belizean is Lurking. back. We'll throw him another mic. It's funny. He comes in right when we're about to talk about Mr. Football. Oh, because, right. Uh, Sean, it's yep. almost like we planned that or something. Exactly. Because, Sean, uh, Sean, you can see with he and I every Sunday uh, talking about Mr. Football. And we froze the top ten. Uh, so everybody knows, as far as Mr. Football goes, Anvil Awards another story. We actually were just talking off air about uh, maybe perhaps a, a person who may jump in yeah. uh, because uh, coaches are clamoring that we put him there. So um, that's another conversation. This one is, we've got our top ten. It's on our website right now, statechampsnetwork.com. Uh, Jaron Mangum from Detroit Cast Tech. Daquan Finn, the King quarterback, who bounced back and had a much better game today than he had the previous two weeks. Uh, Roderick Hurd from Harrison, who we've talked about all night, the, the miracle man Big of the Big play moment. performance. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jerron McKinney out of River Rouge, they are done now. Uh, it doesn't mean that they cannot still be in the mix later on, uh, but again, usually the performances, the big game performances, obviously in the playoffs, uh, prove to be uh, too much for them to advance to the Final Four. However... Uh, Cameron Martinez, who I would say right now is most likely the front runner. 300 yards tonight. Did I say oh, that right? Oh, I didn't see his 303 his on 19 carries. At, at one point, I don't know if that was the final tally, right. but 
300 yards rushing. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve Wa- Sam jo- uh, we put um, jo- um, Julian Barnett back into the race. Yep. He replaced Sam Johnson late Two touchdown in, the, in the race. Tonight. Two touchdown catches tonight for Belleville. They're still alive. Plus, he's playing defense, playing yep. both ways. Uh, Austin Brown at Madison Heights. Madison is another kid that we're going to have to really... Uh, he can go bonkers. I mean, yeah. he, behind center, they've got two shutouts in a row. He's throwing up points all over the place. Madison wins again, big tonight. Electrifying sixty-seven-yard touchdown run. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the kid does. He hurts you both ways. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Isaac Van Dyke from Holland West Ottawa. They disappointingly lost last week, so they're done. Uh, sincere Dent at Muskegon Mona Shores. I'm not sure if he's playing as much. If his his injury, I know he had some he had ankle yards issues last but, week. Yeah, yeah so okay, hundred and twenty some. So he's yep. going good. They won again, big tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. He was a big part of it. Stevie Walker, Stevie Wonder Walker, did everything he could yeah. for Canton to win last week and beat Catholic Central. I mean, he ran for 265 yards. He had three touchdowns. Unfortunately, he can't do it by himself. Yep. Yeah. So he's the one guy because of this the, the amount of yards and touchdowns. And again, playing Division One, he did. He's going to be somebody that we're going to have to really factor for the in most when it comes part, to the Final Four. Football is kind of the one sport that you can't really. Take a team on your back. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, sometimes right. under certain circumstances you can, but there's so many factors that go. The stars have to kind of align perfectly for something like that to happen. I mean, if if it was up to me right now, he would be in my final four. So it's, it's hard to argue. I mean, when you put up those big numbers and you do at a division one level, and, and, yes. And, I mean, it was over two thousand yards. And yeah. look, everybody knows he's getting yeah. the ball. Yeah. Catholic Central right. knew he was getting the ball, and he still went. Wait, was it two sixty eight? Yeah. Think yeah. Was the total? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Including like a sixty five yard run from that's, scrimmage. That's yeah. Can I just give a little historical context to Roderick Hurd, Northwestern commit, who's in our Mr. Football race. He is 90 yards away from becoming only the fourth player in Harrison history to have over 3,000 yards uh, career rushing. Um, so he's at uh, 29 or uh, 2,915 right now, or roughly, and. Um, you know, he's already number six on the all-time list, has a chance to go to number five next week. So, you know, that's that's pretty uh, heady. Uh, that, that's, that's the rare air that he's in. No, no doubt. In. It's not a career award. Right. Um, but I'm just trying to give no, he's yeah, got yeah. The, He's got, uh, for the season, he's got um, almost 1,400 yards. Yeah. Last year he had 1,600. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been, he's been solid. He's solid, and that's why he's there. That's why I still love it. I do want to say, as far as voting goes, uh, the Jaron Mangum faithful have come strong. Uh, he is leading the vote now with 16, over 16,000 votes. Uh, I just looked at this as of today. Austin Brown in a close second at uh, with a, a little over 12,200. Uh, everybody else, you know, behind in that Duran McKinney, a distant uh, third, and then Daquan Finn after that. So Cameron Martinez only with about 4,000 votes in this. And again, the significance <laughs> of this is Cast Tech has so many weapons. If they continue to win, Jerry Mangum always plays great. Uh, but is Hard-nosed, yeah, gritty football player that absolutely. also has all the tools in terms of speed and right. strength and and field vision yeah, absolutely and, um, but you you know but Lou Nichols is equally right. as explosive sometimes and you know and again they but might they, be they, com- they complement each other they, they Nichols do. is more of a what do you say? More of a power. Yeah. yeah, and and Jangum yeah. and uh, Jangum, <laughs> Mangum, uh, you know can 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 you know, you know he, he can beat you with his wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he's in not the flat, and, and he's not afraid to uh, you know he's not he's one of those guys that gets a lot of yards after contact. You know it was interesting. I was I was reading a piece that came out in the summer when he made his decision 
to, to go to Colorado, and one of the mitigating factors was what you were talking about. He looks at himself as a back, and yeah. he said they told him, we're going to use you in a myriad of ways, because there were some people, Bernie, you know this they as well as anybody, they thought he was a linebacker. Yeah. And he said, okay. I, you know what, I look at myself as a running back, the coaching staff said, we're going to find a way to get you the ball. And that was a big part and, and a mitigating factor in him getting it, and uh, boy, he hasn't proven himself it, wrong. It, it would be interesting to see if, in terms of the, the recruiting landscape, if he kind of opens back those floodgates in that pipeline that existed for a long time from from Michigan or the Detroit area out to Boulder. Bill McCartney, because sure. The Bill McCartney era, uh, which was really the, the, the glory era of Colorado sure. football, they had a lot of Detroit cats Boy, did they um, ever. On, on those rosters, and then it's kind of dried up since. But they've come in, Colorado's come in um, in the last couple of years, offered a lot of kids. Mangum's the first one to bite. Darius Robinson, I think, has Colorado, the, the defensive end for, for Canton, has Colorado on his short list. So you know, if Colorado can can snare two, uh, you know, top twenty players in the state for for 2019, it, it could be the beginning of something, uh, you know, something that we've seen before. Having the great Darian Hagan in the backyard doesn't hurt either. Yeah. You, know, you know, I mean, H Hagan can show a little 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 oh, hardware yeah, for everybody yeah. and say Colorado might be a good place. But when Hagan got hurt, who stepped in to lead him with a national championship? Detroit Country Days. You got it, Charles Johnson. Uh, Charles Johnson, the great the athlete, or assistant athletic director out there, or. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what his title he's is. In the administration office. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Yeah. I want to send a shout out just on Facebook. Brad Weimer is, is uh, checking out the show. Brad was first season state champs back in the day. Actually, did some highlights and stuff. And uh, you know, he got onto the West Coast and all that. And uh, good on you, Brad. What's and up, I'll, man? I'll bring up good one to more see thing you. Go about ahead. Colorado. And who caught the the hail mary? Uh, the famous Hail Mary, Russell Mike, Michael, Michael Russell, Russell Westbrook, Michael Westbrook, yeah, he could have too. Yes, I, I, dagger in the heart of the Michigan's national championship. I was there that day. I was there, and I'm I've never heard a more silent statement. And you know what? The weirdest thing is, like the 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 where I was sitting, the Colorado fans were way on the other side of the stadium. It sounded fifty miles away. Yeah, yeah. There was like this dull. Were you? That was the weirdest I've ever heard a stadium. It was just like. Deadly silent. silent. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's a great thirty for thirty-two that they did on Bill McCartney. Yeah, yeah. Who was one of Bo's top assistants? Sure. And actually, if we want to review, right? And we want to tie it into high school ball. Bill McCartney was a, a great football and basketball coach um, in the Catholic League, and coach at Divine Child, coach at Holy Redeemer. Yeah. There you go. This is what we do. We get off on tangents. <laughs> Uh, it's all good though. This was a Scott. Though. Yeah, so exactly. Well, I, think yeah, River, I think Riverview can uh, can boast both Bill McCartney and Lloyd Carr. Didn't Lloyd Carr? He was quarterback at Riverview. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good quarterback at Riverview. All right. You get two guys like, with raging <laughs> ADD <laughs> like this. We're going to be here all night. Okay. I did a state champs <laughs> flashback on Lloyd Carr's career actually yeah. early in the state champs era. I think it was 03 or something like that. You could probably find it. Uh, all right, let's do this. We got um, obviously people can check out the scores. We appreciate the comments you guys coming in on this. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some games tomorrow. We can do a little preview in here since mm -hmm. we got an opportunity. East Kentwood is traveling to Celine. Both teams are 9-1. and one. That's a yep. 1 o'clock start. Uh, this is going to be a real... Um, a test for both squads. I really like Celine and the way they've been playing. Their defense is yes. for real. Uh, yeah. And Rockford beating Hudsonville tonight, a surprise to me. Uh, we, we, wrote special, off, we wrote off I Rockford a couple of times. And I picked them. Remember, I was picking yeah, them every week. So I'm like, they're going to we get. We were trying. But what do you think yeah. of the uh, of East Kenwood, who's had an amazing season with uh, Coach Kimbrough and what it, what they've done? And again, the players they have. We got two. 
Anvil Award all over the yeah. place with those guys, but um, go, but going to Celine for this. It's going to be a great test based on what you said yeah. because you know, as you guys both said, the, the defense is going well, and that's a team that can grind you out. Yeah. East Kent with that line can grind you out. Yeah. So this is that's a type of game if you if you if you're looking for something to do tomorrow, right. that might yeah. be a fun game to go right. check out in Celine. Yeah. Well, that was talking to Coach Lemons from Brighton who played them last week. He said that that was kind of what it was, and it ended up being a really high-scoring first half, and then there were only three points in the second half. It was the game-winning field goal in the third quarter, and then Brighton had a chance to win, to tie it at the end uh, with their own field goal and missed. Um, but he said it was a time-of-possession thing, and they, they kind of ran into that same thing with Canton, mm-hmm. where Canton just controlled the ball, and I think Brighton had two first-half possessions, and he said it was the same kind of thing he against East Kentwood where yeah. they were just grinding. But their their thing is they also have a very electric offense that they can score quickly. They've got weapons that if they yeah, have to they can score yeah, yeah, they can score quickly. So they can kind of do do it in a couple of different ways against you and it's it's that's an interesting team because their defense has gotten better as the season has gone along. Obviously we remember, you know, kind of the the rocky start against Mona Shores which we were yeah. kind of they, they sure. lost yeah. since then. Yeah, so they're on a yeah, 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 no. yeah. ten game win streak. Yeah, exactly. yeah, ten game. Uh, Kevin, Nine I was going to have you before we go. Nine, John said the play on the later. server yeah. for Harrison. Just queue yeah. it up. We'll watch it at the eight. end. Uh, once what you know, just as one last thing, we can look up. Oh, later. Right. Um, I can't count. <laughs> all right, uh, another game in Division One tomorrow is De- is Dearborn Fortson and Cast Tech. Love it at Cast Tech. Yep. Uh, one o'clock battle. The winner of that one is going to take on a dominant Chippewa Valley team right now. But talk about the matchup. And again, uh, I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, Castex going to win fairly handily. But Fortune I'm kind of is, been is over. Fortune could have beat Belleville. In the sure. Game. hasn't yeah. been given the tractors enough respect. Right. And a couple of these uh, uh, pick shows we've done, I've said that not only are the tractors going to lose, but they're going to lose by yeah. uh, multiple touchdowns. And I've heard it from some of the, yeah. the tractor faithful. But um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, shortchange them uh, in this game. I think they're gonna be able to give Castec everything they can handle. And uh, I just love when I get to see two programs that are you know steeped in tradition. That when people think of when people think Fortson, they think tractor football. When people oh, yeah. think Castec, they think technicians yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it it will be cool to see those guys. Uh, you know, lock horns on the same field. You know, I, I don't know. Have you guys talked to Coach Crowell yet? I know he was supposed to be. We on. didn't get a chance. Okay, to okay. We didn't connect. I, I, in my in my opinion, I, I think he He's was. I, I think he was slow playing earlier this year. Kind of, kind of, you know, demeaning the team a little bit. I had him on the radio station that that I work for and okay. everything, and it was a situation where then you saw that game against Fortson, and you're like, all right. Maybe there's a little bit of things going on. Now, Belleville's yeah. been able to pick it up since. This is a darn good Fordson team. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I they don't know if they're the tech good, right. but it's a darn good right. Fordson team. No, it's a, they're, they're a big play yeah. team. Is and there's what, t- what and what a big play. toughness yep. factor yeah. that is a oh, great yeah, equalizer in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. And, and at the high school level. Right. Yeah. And Cast Tech, in all of their runs, and, and they always have a game where, for whatever reason, they got to grind it out and maybe yeah. pull it out at the end. It Tomorrow, it's going to be 48 degrees. Weather's not going to be a factor in terms of precipitation. So, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, all, all even said, you know, the team's going to be able to pretty much do what they want in terms of execute their offense. So It was real close last year when they met, and I think this is, mm-hmm. what, the fifth yeah. straight year they've met oh, in yeah, the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every I remember year. back in the day with some of those uh, southeastern teams with like Will Golson and yeah. stuff. It's like Fortson was so strong going in, but then they'd go up against just these beasts. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. One of these days they're going to turn the tide 
and uh, shock a lot of people and make a, make a long run. So uh, just taking a look at some of the games that we'll see tomorrow. Uh, Escanaba and Alma are going to get together in Division 4 at noon tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Again, go Breck, ahead. That'll be the Breck Alward uh, Bowl. He's been running oh. wild. Yeah, he's he's... I think he's got 1,500 yards at least. Yes, for yeah. Alma. Yep. So that'll be interesting. Uh, North Branch is at St. Clair tomorrow. Both teams 8-2. Again, I like what St. Clair has done this season. Uh, I think they um, are really um, poised to make a run. they got to take on um, Williamson next week, who beat Powers Catholic, which surprised me. Um, Williamson was right there with PW, they though. They've been at the end yep. of the season, and yep. they were they hung with them. Calumet and uh, Traverse City St. Francis are getting together at uh, Thurlby Field, which is a yeah. phenomenal venue out to... Uh, Copper Kings. Yep, yep. Uh, if you can get a chance to ever see that. That's where uh, uh, Traverse City and Traverse City uh, West and Central they, play every yeah. year, and mm-hmm. it's usually like 8,000 yeah, people. They draw like... I mean, they have like... Yep. They have, they have yep. like Oh yeah, you went that way. Yeah, exactly. Last year you went, and uh, they had they had like a uh, military flyover. It was like crazy. Like you know, this is a big big game. Great fan support. The sun, yeah, the sun is there. Oh yeah, sets over and it's it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, uh, but both teams are ten and zero. So, um, Copper Kings and uh, and St. Francis. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how that one turns out. Uh, Nuego and Montague getting together. That one at Montague. That's a one o'clock start. Uh, Nuego seven and three. Montague eight and two. Uh, winner of that will take on Schoolcraft, who beat uh, Delton Kellogg forty nine to twenty nine. Kingsley won today, uh, forty four to fourteen over uh, Beaverton. So yeah, they're rolling again. Yeah. So they're going to take on the winner of that Cali Met uh, St. Francis game. Uh, e Course and Hamity. Are getting to go. We had some comments talking about Flint Hamity, uh, who I really like. Yeah. In this Legit game. ten and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Legit no, ten and zero. No yeah. doubt. Montrose beat Millington. Millington, a good team. Montrose, twenty nine to six. So, um, but I like Hamity to come out of that one uh, tomorrow. That's a two o'clock start. That'd be a good game. I pick Millington. In that area. Yeah. 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 I think I pick Millington too. Yeah. Um, Jackson Lumen Christie beat Michigan Center tonight, 41-14. No surprise. Blissfield over uh, Brooklyn Columbia Central. I didn't read these scores earlier. That's why I'm doing it now. But 41-40. 41-40. But wow. Lumen Christian again. Lumen Christie again is uh, just I think in a pound team. So. Look at the size of their teams to compare to other schools that they play. I mean, they like double them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And they're just they're big. And they got a legendary head coach on the sideline. So. so. Um, so that, those are a few of the previews. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more Saturday games uh, next effort. But uh, since we talked about it, and Scott, I could Scott probably talked about five minutes on just this one play. So do you have the play I there? The play. All right. So we're, this is the overtime last play for Harrison to win. Check this out. Yeah. Botch snap. Where's Sean McDonough? Country Day. All they got to do is tackle him. He just throws it up. And wouldn't you know it? Oh my goodness! He walks in. He has trouble with the snap. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 seriously, it was Sean McDonough, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, That's I was unbelievable. Up in the press box. I didn't know if it was a. I, I couldn't. It was. There were so many people there. Yeah. And, and Country Day has got a very small venue. Yes, it, it was standing room only. The bowl. And, and standing yeah. in front of the press mm-hmm. box, and I'm trying to jump up, and I couldn't tell if it was a. If they had. Uh, if they were doing a fake field goal, and right. Heard was dropping back, and then you realize what happened, and uh, who caught it, who didn't catch it. Country Day's dejected. Uh, Farmington Hills Harrison is is just going bananas like they should be, and and sometimes I went with a coach uh, like John Harrington, and, and it reminded me a little bit of uh, a few years back in a regular season game when um, under Coach Al Fercasa, 
uh, Brother Rice won on a miracle Hail Mary. It's like these coaches, like you're wondering if their like heart can take this. <laughs> like you, you want to make sure there are people around them, kind of spotting them in case they, uh, uh, you know, they need to just sit down. I mean, seriously, there are people around John Harrington being because he was just he was like in a daze, like he couldn't believe what he just saw. And I, I said earlier in the broadcast that when I was talking to him um, after he had kind of. Uh, gathered himself because everyone was at a loss of words for what had just happened. Um, he said, "You know, I thought I thought it was over with. I thought the whole the whole program uh, was gone, and and we were knocked out. That's what he, I thought. We were on the floor, and the uh, we were getting the we were getting the ten count, and you know, miracles happen." So, uh, Derek Brunson wanted me to give a shout out to uh, his nephew. Uh, which is the former to run back Kyle Brunson. Kyle Brunson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. His Tiffin Dragons are playing Hillsdale for the title. Then there was Curtis Brunson, who I believe so shout out. went to Division One somewhere as well. There were two Brunson brothers. Yeah, so good. Those, you know, were, those were like the last really good Farmington teams. Yeah, where's so that game at? I miss those teams being in the Gleeck for the for the record. But where, is is that at Hillsdale or Tiffin tomorrow? Uh, did it? Did he say? I'm tr- I'm trying to look at uh, Hillsdale is one of my favorite trips to make. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Just a beautiful yeah, little stadium. One time, right along the, the there's like the Rolling Creek and everything. It's it's just a great Hillsdale's place to a see a game. Campus. Love it. Beautiful campus. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time we've been down there. Really? Yeah, one of my buddies that went to Hillsdale had his wedding back there. I know but that Kyle is a criminal justice major. Good uh-huh. for Kyle. So, yeah. Every time we've been down to Tiffin, it's rained. That's like the running joke. It, it just rains all the time down in Tiffin. But, but uh, no, it's yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, with, with the GLIAC pairing down, uh, you see Tiffin and, and Hillsdale having some success. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So, again, we are just to our last couple of minutes here on Extra Point Live. Uh, and, uh, again, we'll do it again next week. Uh, this has been what, – what do you think, uh, as we kind of surmise what took place this week, what's the, the most surprising to you uh, or, you know, or, or kind of thing that's really going to stick out on, on what took place tonight? Well, Obviously I think, the I think West Bloomfield right now yeah. – mm-hmm. um, has is riding a wave West of momentum. Bloom, yeah, so West Bloomfield Belleville next right. week. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'll tell you, I, I really like the way West Bloomfield stayed poised. And this again, be, it was 14-14 for yeah. most of the third quarter and all the fourth and quarter. This, this sounds strange, you know, considering what I said about West Bloomfield having no real football tradition until recently, but I will uh I think that it, 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 playing Belleville, Belleville might have um, more playmakers, but I think the experience factor added with the the, the blue chip playmakers right. that West Bloomfield does have. Yeah. Um, well, if I had to, you know, handicap it, say that West Bloomfield has the edge and the consistency factor, and that was even something that that Coach Corral pointed out to me tonight as he's you know looked at the scoreboard and saw the thirty three points that they'd given up. He said we play really good in spurts. Yeah. We have yet to put it all together. And this was kind of a momentous game for them in the sense that they'd never gotten this far in the playoffs before. All kinds of talent over the years, but they've never really put it together. They're starting to put it together, yeah. but how much they've got it meshed together is going to be a question. Well, and West Bloomfield's been through those wars. They have not. They played in a uh, – what's up, guys? They played in a good uh, division this year. You know, They were finally in a, in a tough division, and uh, you know they had some battles. And so, you know, it's going to come down to the quarterback, C.J. Harris and Dewey Reed, yep. uh, next week. I'm going to go with D. LaSalle because I, I think for two reasons. Uh, wow, what a, you want to talk about yeah. what uh, they yeah. did? You want to talk about an emphatic yeah. victory? That's, and, you know, the thing that you have to remember is there was nearly a revolt mm-hmm. last year. I mean, at the beginning of the year, guys left, and they left not only a, a fantastic program, 
but a guy that had a fantastic sure. resume <laughs> resume as well. So I wonder how many of those guys are kind of kicking themselves in the behind right now that weren't part of the party, but they got themselves right to win that game. I, would people have been shocked if they won the game? Probably not. To win the game the way they, they did. 31 uh, 31 nothing. 31 nothing. Yeah. And uh, the pilots serve notice tonight. Impose mm. their will. Absolutely. Yep. And that's that Oak Park program is one that we've been talking about. When are they going to finally break Good through call. and get over that that hurdle, that roadblock? We thought it was this year. And, yeah. and the last this thing was I'll say chance. is in the same division, Wald Lake Western beating mm. South Lion tonight. Yep. South Lion undefeated. Yep. Wald Lake Western seemed like on the ropes. You know, here and there. Didn't know what you were going to get from them on a day-to-day. Put up 35 points tonight. They'll take on Midland next week, who beat Midland Dow pretty handily. Now now it's, you know, it's it's there for the taking. Coach Grignan, the the first-year coach uh, of a program that's already established itself as a contender under Coach Zadepsky and before him, uh, Coach APAP and... um, I think right. they answered a lot of questions with this with this victory. They get right. host that game, don't they? What's that? They host Midland next week, don't they? Yes. Wall Lake Western. Because yeah. for all all intents yes. and purposes, going into this game, South Lion was the favorite. They had beaten them by yeah. uh, more than a touchdown in the right. regular season, and which and was a rarity for them. Yeah. They were playing so close. Yeah. All right, people, we are going to do this again next week. So we will, uh, again, there will be more Saturday matchups next week, so we'll have some more previews to talk about. But, of course, there will be lots of games next Friday night. I'm on the Harrison beat. Yep. So Until they lose, I'll be with Harrison. There you go. Watch. uh, I have no idea where I'll be. Watch State Champs this Sunday at 9 a.m. Lots of games, including that Harrison game and the West Bloomfield game, uh, as as well as many others uh, that you can watch this Sunday. The highlights I should be up later tonight and tomorrow. Uh, Enjoy it. Uh, I want to thank our couple. Uh, Wolverines, James Rogers and Ron Bellamy for calling in. Madison Heights Madison coach and West Bloomfield's coach. Uh, congratulations to them. Thank you for calling in and being joining us on the podcast. Everybody who chimed in and commented and all of that, thank you. We will do this again next week and we will see you then.